0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode. Are you guys tired of hearing the same intro every single week? <laughs> or, like, does it actually just get you pumped up? You're, like, settled in and you're like, it's cool. I'm just going to sit down and, like, chat with Cat and Mike for a little bit here.
1: how <laughs> you know, like, the intro is how you know. Like, we're about to deep dive into some shit. Setting
0: the tone. That's yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, hello, guys. Welcome back to another episode. We are... Episode 14. I'm not going to lie. I thought... There's a small part of me that was like, we're going to burn out so fast. And, like, no one's going to listen to us. Nobody gives a shit what we have to say. And here we are. I was,
1: like, two episodes deep and people are going to be like, no, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, but
0: I, like, I check literally every time I open my laptop. Like, I go back and, like, stalk, like, what our audience is looking like, what episodes everybody's really enjoying, like, all of those things. And every time those numbers, like, bump up. Literally every time I open up my computer, those numbers bump up, and I, like, freak out every single time. (laughs) All right, so we are back for another episode, and I'm so sorry, Mike. I'm going on vacation, and Mike is not. Mike is going to stay here in Canada, and I'm going to go lay on the beach in Mexico. And I've had some questions about, like, what my game plan is about like, towards training and eating and, like, all of these things, and funny enough, I actually do have a bit of a game plan, so we're going to talk about training around vacation and eating around vacation, and let's dive in.
1: Whoa, 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 wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. Before you get into the rest of this episode, I just want to pop in here real quick to remind you guys to screenshot this episode, post it onto your Facebook and Instagram stories, and make sure you tag us because that enters you into a monthly giveaway for a gift card or whatever we want to give away. You guys have been supporting us this long. You guys have shown us all love and we want to give that love back to you guys and spoil you guys just a little bit. So screenshot share onto your social media stories, tag us and you get a gift card. If we draw your name as an added bonus too, make sure you leave a five star review on Spotify and I'm going to shut up now so you guys can get to the rest of this episode. So what are you waiting for? Get out of here. Get go. All right. So
0: kind of like, Feeding off of what we, (laughs) feeding off of what we were talking about last week. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Um, talking about macro tracking. One of the other steps that's like involved with paying attention to your food is intuitive eating. And I want to break this down just like super duper quick when it comes to what, what the process even looks like about like paying attention to your food and like actually starting to get into that. And so I think we missed this little blurb here about what this what the steps of like paying attention to your eating actually kind of start to look like
1: yeah I think uh, intuitive eating is one of those things that gets thrown around and I've, I've noticed this a lot and maybe now it's kind of died down a little bit I feel like it's not just it's not the hottest trend anymore but it still gets thrown around but I feel like when people say intuitive eating it's like when the term overtraining gets thrown around like there's so much nuance and so much gray area when it comes to intuitive eating, just like when it comes to overtraining, that it often gets lost in translation. I feel like people don't actually realize just what intuitive eating actually entails.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think, too, it comes in seasons. I think especially like if you are paying attention to literally anybody that goes through a cut or a bulk or an on-season or an off-season, a lot of people will track their macros during they're like on season whether that be just like cutting for summer or be like cutting for um, competitions and then you have like your bulking season or you just have like an off season because there are some people that don't even give them they don't even like do an actual bulk season they're just like they're just like I'm just kind of I'm paying attention but I'm not at the same time and I want to talk about like be like beginning to end and like how you actually end up at the intuitive eating stage because intuitive eating is like such an advanced protocol that like a lot of people just like macro tracking there's so much that goes into it and people overlook that so i think like this is how i have it broken down for for me and when i think about the process of like really when someone starts to take control of their nutrition really step one is just paying attention. Paying attention to what you're eating, paying attention to your food sources, trying to have like a general understanding of like what a balanced meal will look like, leaner proteins, paying attention to your carbs, paying attention to your fats. Like just paying attention to your food is an entire first step. Um, Then you can get into the tracking and like we talked about last week, like tracking doesn't automatically mean tracking macros. Like simply just like writing down and getting into that routine of, like somehow tracking your food, just whatever you're putting into your body. And then you step into the tracking the numbers phase of it, whether that be just tracking your calories or tracking your protein and your fiber or tracking your macros altogether. And once you have a good grasp on everything that we talked about last week with the macro tracking and understanding your food sources, understanding your macros, understanding yourself and your goals and your needs, then you can start considering intuitive eating yeah
1: to simplify that what you're what I'm getting from that is get the basics down and then you can level up from
0: there absolutely yeah and that goes with literally any step of this
1: yeah and and the reason why like we we hammer in the basics of even just general nutrition tracking not even just not even getting like not even talking about macros like stripping that down fully and just nutrition tracking like if you are focus- if you are going to eat intuitively and you don't know the basics well it becomes You're just a- eating you're not really eating intuitively exactly <laughs> you're you're just eating right and it, it you kind of you kind of work yourself into a trap like you know like i'm kind of low on my calories so i'm just going to smash a half a pizza and then now you're overeating and now you're in a caloric surplus and now you don't see any any changes in your in 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 your body or your performance you just feel like shit or you're just stagnant yeah right intuitive eating is more than just well listen to your hunger cues or listen to your listen to your food cues or whatever like there's a little bit more that goes into that than just listening to your food cues
0: yeah and like intuitive eating for me is really it's It's, it is one of the, like, I think it's more advanced than macro tracking itself. Mm -hmm. And so my game plan for Mexico is going to fall into the intuitive eating side of things. I'm not going to be tracking. I'm not paying attention to numbers. I don't give a shit about my calories. I'm simply going to be paying attention to my food sources. It's going to be slim pickings. Let's be real. You don't go to a resort in Mexico anticipating it to be, All of the lean meats and like plain rice and like having all of these like having all of this control so for me and this is what we do pretty much anytime we travel anytime we travel anywhere like we we fall into this and we fall back onto our basic knowledge of foods that we know are purposeful Um, trying to pay attention to like quantity like I think I think I think we have a huge benefit in paying attention to the quantity simply because we have spent so much time weighing food out. Yeah. And we also are in, like, just naturally we're in this um, eating schedule. So I'll, I'm still going to, like, my hunger cues are still going to be the same there. Like, I'm still likely going to be hungry generally around the same times. Yep. And even if I'm not hungry, like, just my brain is, okay, we typically eat every three to four hours for our big meals. And, like, so I'm still going to be following my natural rhythm when it comes to food. Um, paying attention especially around like breakfast and dinner mm-hmm. because like at resorts you have your buffets and lunch kind of just becomes a whatever yeah but like dinners and breakfasts you have like a pretty you have control over like what foods you're picking out yeah. of that buffet and stuff like that so simply just paying attention for dinner and breakfast are gonna I think be my biggest things
1: yeah and I mean going back to like the intuitive eating like if you're on a resort or you're on vacation, intuitively your body's going to be like I want to eat all the good foods and I want a lot of it. Is it satisfying? Absolutely. Fills your soul, fills your belly. Are you eating like for satiety? Absolutely you are. But are you eating for performance? Are you eating to to are you eating for the pleasure of it or are you eating for the actual benefits you're getting from it, Yeah. right? Intuitively, if I'm on a resort, I want all the buffet food. <laughs> yeah, I want taco, especially if I'm in Mexico. I want all the tacos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And yes, that is good. That is okay. But we do need to consider that we put all this work into our journey, into our fitness. We can't oversee, we can't overlook the bigger picture.
0: Yeah, and I actually read, I can, I wish I could remember what this book was called because I have quoted it so many times. And she, the, the writer uses this, this phrase and it says, that food that you want right now is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know what it was about this, but it like, it fucking rocked my world. Yeah. Like that... That burger and fries that you want is always gonna be there. That ice cream that you want is always gonna be there. That pizza is always gonna be there. Those tacos are always gonna be there. There's nothing saying that like you sitting down right now eat and smashing those tacos, like that's never not gonna happen again. Like, so there's and, and honestly, like that that phrase plays in my mind so many times when I'm having a moment with my food, like I'm craving this. Do I actually need it or do I just want it? Have I eaten today? Like, all of these things, like, go into my brain. And it's, or even just, like, finishing, like, a giant meal. Like, I guarantee you there's going to be days that I'm going to walk up to that buffet and I'm going to fucking pile it full. Probably the first day you're there, right? Yeah. When everything is, like, oh, for sure. big and shiny at the buffet and you're like, oh, my God, I can have 700 pieces of bacon right now. Yeah. Love that. But it'll, that is going to be a huge phrase in my mind. Like, do I need to sit and smash eight tacos right now and feel like absolute shit or like is this opportunity going to be presented to me again probably I have seven days in Mexico I can eat tacos three straight fucking meals if I want all day every day I just don't need to eat eight at once and eat myself sick 100%
1: 100% and here's the thing I find is like the people that talk most about intuitive eating are people who already have such a such a strict eating protocol Mm -hmm. whether that's keto whether it's just like straight macro yeah they already have a very good understanding of what a plate should look like yeah if you are someone who has never built an actual like broken down plate with the proper amount of carbs the proper amount of protein the proper amount of fibrous you know vegetables if you've never seen that before How are you going to intuitively, like, how are you going to intuitively build a plate that is designed to fit your current eating protocol or your, to fuel your goals? Yeah. If you've never seen that before, how are you intuitively going to, going to achieve that?
0: Right. I think we missed, like, the definition of intuitive eating here. Sorry, guys. We got excited. (laughs) But intuitive eating is essentially, like, you're not weighing anything at all um but you're still paying attention to your foods you are eating in w- with that mentality of following your hunger cues i'm only eating when i'm hungry or i'm eating with a purpose around my training not not weighing things but like when you get to the point of intuitive eating like you need to have a very clear understanding of how much protein you should be getting in, in a day generally the amount of carbs and fats like what that generally looks like on a plate you're still paying attention to the quality of your food you're still paying attention to your um like food sources which I guess is the same thing as the quality of yeah. your food but you're you were still paying attention to everything you're not just suddenly eating in a free-for-all yeah. with no attention necessary like you are actually still very dialed in yeah you just aren't you're not weighing things and you're a little bit more lenient because you're not going down to the number, but you're still purposefully eating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's eating, it's eating with a purpose and going towards like the more, the more satiating and healthy, quote unquote, healthy foods. But again, going back to like, if you don't know what those look like, how are you intuitively going to plan for that? Or alternatively too, if you're listening to your hunger, our hunger cues can change. Yeah. Yeah hour to hour, if you've had a stressful day, if you didn't sleep much, if you slept too much, if you are super stressed out, especially for the people losing weight who are shedding fat and those leptin and ghrelin hormones are all over the place, your hunger cues are going to be all over the place.
0: Yeah. If you had a stressful work, like if you had a heavy workout, if you changed up your training style, like all of these things start to play into it. And typically... I, like, I, I think, I don't know the exact breakdown of it, but, like, typically people that are intuitively eating are in a maintenance. Like, yeah. that's their goal, is to simply just, like, maintain their current figure, current weight. They're not trying to balk. They're not trying to lean out. They're not trying to change anything. They're just, like, they're just chilling. Like, yeah. and, but they're still paying attention. Mm-hmm. And that's our outlook pretty much any time we go travel anywhere. And... Often what that means for us, it's going to be a little bit different in Mexico because I don't have control of my foods. But any other time that we've traveled, um, I know in Europe, we have, we always bought groceries while we were in Europe. I don't yeah. think there's been a single city in any, on either of our Europe trips where we didn't buy groceries. Yeah. Usually breakfast and snacks were always stocked in our Airbnbs. Um, If we're road tripping, we're, we always have snacks with us, yeah. like purposeful snacks. Yeah. If we know like while protein might be a little bit hit or miss like we'll take protein with us i've actually like for this trip i actually might take our um our proats, like protein yeah. for oats no like that way i know at least for breakfast like i'm getting a solid 25 30 grams of protein yeah. into my day
1: yeah if we're going out climbing we're making a day out of it yeah like, we make sure we have food ready to go but again that comes down to planning and not just intuitively trying to figure it out as we go along. Yeah.
0: There's still planning involved with intuitive eating. Like,
1: Sure, there is planning. You don't necessarily fly by the, by the seat of your pants. But, again, you have to know the basics first. Like, yeah. And I will hammer that in this whole episode. Like, you have to know the basics first. Like, intuitive eating, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, for the most part, we've gotten to a point where on our days off, like, we definitely eat more intuitively versus more stringent right Mm -hmm. we're definitely not as strict on our on our days off but we know how to build that plate we know what protein sources to go to or when we should be eating all this stuff all that groundwork that we've laid out we know it ahead of time so that when it comes down to it we can just whip something up and then fill your boots
0: (laughs) yeah and even like when we are on our days off like we're still generally paying attention to how much protein carbs and fats have we had throughout the day there's tons of times where we'll be like what do you want for dinner and maybe we're having I don't we always go to burgers burgers is such an easy good conversation to have but if we are making burgers it's like do we want a lettuce burger or do we want fries with our burger like playing around a little bit with that like do we want um avocado avocado, and bacon on top of our burger, like, yeah, we do play around with these things, we take into account, like, what we've eaten throughout the rest of the day, or, and what we have left to eat for the day, like, we're still paying attention to all of these things, and we just have been weighing and paying attention to food for so long, it comes a little bit easier, and I think, with you and I, like, we haven't really, like, the, this past year for us has been absolute bananas, Yeah. so... We haven't really done either a cut or a bulk. Like, we haven't really been in a phase. Really, we've just been trying to maintain. We've been trying to maintain our strength, trying to maintain our cardio, and whatever happens with our weight, as long as it's within, like, our normal range, we're happy with it. Yep, absolutely. So one of the other reasons that we're stuck on this whole burger conversation is because we are currently making burgers for dinner, and Mike just had to, like, peel out of here for a hot second because he's making... Onion jam, and we burned it. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) So, Chef Mike even makes mistakes. (laughs) Listen, no one ever said
1: cooking was like a breeze. Sometimes trial and error—you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fuck something up one every now and again. (laughs) We can't all be perfect, (laughs) even me. (laughs) Even you.
0: Anyways, all right. So, that's a little bit about intuitive eating. It's so hard for me to really dive into intuitive eating because majority of our population that like we speak with and the community that we've built, like the majority of our people aren't there. And like, even us, like realistically, we're not the greatest intuitive eaters because, well, I mean, I'm not because I am an idiot on days off and I just pack my schedule so fucking much. And in turn, this happens to you. And we actually like under eat. Yeah. Like, more often than not. So, yeah. even for us, like, it's a convenience thing, like, because we have all this knowledge behind it. But it's, it's not how I would ideally function, if I'm being honest.
1: Yeah. It's definitely... Oh. If you're... Especially if you're, like, a shift worker, intuitive eating becomes very, very difficult. Because we don't have structure in our day. And our... Our days, especially when you're on shift, whether you're a nurse, firefighters don't count. They get they get three square meals a day.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they go grocery shopping and they, go, and they have a rookie yeah. who realistically could weigh out their food for them all the time. Yeah, so. realistically.
1: But um like police, you know, fire as much as that one's a gray area, but EMS nurses like our days are so packed with
0: Everything. Chaos. Uh, It's chaos. And the first thing that's coming to my mind with all this is, like, our hormones throughout the day, too. Like, you were talking about, like, some of our hormones earlier. And, like, haywire. Yeah. Absolutely fucking haywire. Like,
1: oh, I I don't want to be, like, I don't want to sound morbid, but, like, imagine going to, like, a really crazy cardiac arrest and then doing, like, a hospital, like, transfer. Like, you just went from the highest of highs and now you're just coasting. That's going to fuck up with your like brain chemistry, with your hormones. Like, You're going to want to emotionally eat. You're going to want to um, have that dopamine and serotonin release that we often do get from hyperpalatable foods or just food in general. Um, or if you're on night shift and you're... Night shift munchies! Right? Like, your body wants to be asleep, but you're forcing it to stay up, whether through caffeine, whether through pounding back the water loud music whatever your hormones like your leptin and ghrelin are going to be all over the fucking place right so again you've
0: talked about those twice real quick can we explain what leptin and ghrelin are because i think they're becoming very important to this conversation especially as shift workers
1: they are they are so like so yeah so leptin is a hormone that we store in our fat um and that basically that's your like that's your food mediator, right? Fat releases leptin so that you feel full, so that you n- no longer try to force more food down, <laughs> right? Yeah. Which, for people losing weight, right, and they don't have those fat stores, their hunger is generally way up there because they don't have that mediator. They don't have that hormone mediator to tell them to not eat or tell them to, that they're feeling full because their body is craving that fat. It's, it's needing that fat. So... By packing on in more food, you're increasing that amount of fat, which increases leptin, which is your food mediator, which helps you feel full, right? And when we when we're on night shift and we're supposed to be sleeping and our circadian rhythm is all off, while our fat tissues, because we're trying to produce more energy, and we're starting we're we're burning that little bit more more fat, more calories, leptin is kind of out the window, and we have more of the munchies,
0: right? right? And so, and ghrelin is your, they call it, like, your hunger hormone because it increases your hunger, essentially. And typically this falls into, like, this is one of those hormones that starts paying attention to your eating schedule, and it will start giving you those hunger indicators because it's like, this is typically when we eat and stuff like that. So when neither of these hormones are but when both, sorry, when both these hormones are playing off essentially your circadian rhythm and what your food timing typically is, and this is why we talk about like food timing all the time is because there are actually hormones that come into all of this, when your entire schedule is fucked all the fucking time, your body is trying to build this routine because your body's terrified all the time of starvation mode. Like your body's biggest fear is that we're gonna starve to death because it hasn't learned that we live in 2022 and there is an abundance of food sources. Our bodies still think we're fucking cavemen hunting for our food and we could go weeks on end without food, so, oh, that was a lot. (laughs) That
1: was a lot. But going back, like circling back, like trying to intuitively eat when both these hormones are, have no idea which way is up, right? We have leptin resistance because we are working night shift. We have an increased amount of ghrelin. if you're on a weight loss journey and you're shedding fat and your 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 body fat percentage is going down, so you don't have that ghrelin or that leptin, sorry, like all of these things play into it, right? Yeah. And all these, and if you're trying to eat intuitively, like you're going to go to something hyper palatable, something that's going to satisfy you in that moment. So yeah, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to trash intuitive eating because I, I feel like there is a place for it, but Going back to the beginning, you need to first learn your basics. You need to n- nail down those foundations first. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're going to resort to base primal instinct, and you're going to go to what feels good, not what you actually need.
0: Yeah, and if you have those basics instilled in you, it's easier to fight the chaos. Yeah. All right, I'm still going to eat probably seven plates of bacon.
1: Probably. Probably.
0: <laughs> but then I probably won't eat much fat for the rest of the day because I'll be shitting my solo. Yeah. Anyways.
1: Come out much easier, though.
0: <laughs> um, alright. So, we've talked a little bit about the eating side. Let's talk a little bit about the training side. Mike has been twitching about this one. As you guys know, there are certain things that, like, just get Mike going. And training around vacation was one where I saw him twitch when I was like, let's talk about this. People have been asking me, what's my training like when we're traveling, when I'm going to Mexico, what's the game plan? So can I, I can see you.
1: Can you- I was actually going to say, like my answer might actually surprise you, but continue.
0: Okay, so can we talk about what my game plan is and then sure. you can critique the shit out of me? I'm
1: not going to yeah. critique anything, but you go ahead with your game plan.
0: You're such, you are lying. You are I, going to uh, give uh, me your whole opinion. 100% not. <laughs> um... So I am going to Mexico. I was initially invited to Mexico by one of my really good girlfriends. She says, hey, my husband doesn't want to go. Do you want to go lay on the beach for a week? And I said, fuck yeah. She's like, great, we're going for a wedding. And I was like, OK, cool, sounds good. Later down the line, um, Mr. Brandon Blondo, shout out to him. He's over at our house one day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Mexico in April. And he's like, oh, where are you going? I'm like, I don't have a fucking clue. He's like, when are you going? I'm like, I don't fucking know. He's like, "Who's wedding? And I'm like, I don't have a clue. Long story short. Brandon's actually in the wedding party for this couple that I've literally never met and I was just going as a plus one. So my girlfriend is like has invited me on this and I and I actually asked her the other day I sent her a text and I said hey are you planning to work out while we're in Mexico? And she was a little bit like oh humming and humming. She's like I think so like I would like to blah, blah blah and I was like great let's let's commit to this like I'm we'll bring our gym clothes we'll bring our runners like cool I like it. So For me, like, step one in planning exercise around a vacation is really just establishing, am I going to work out or am I not going to work out? Because when we, when you and I travel, and, like, in the times that we've gone to Mexico, or, sorry, the times that we've gone to Europe, we don't give a shit. Yep. Like, we have zero intentions of training whatsoever. So step one when it comes to training around a vacation is really just establish, are you going to work out? Like, so, for me, that was talking to whoever I'm going with, figuring out if they want to, even if my friend had said no, like I still have the intentions of working out. Um, The next step for me is establishing actually how many times I'm going to work out or what my workouts are going to look like. Like, I mean, I'm going to an all-inclusive resort, so I know there is going to be a gym facility available.
1: Absolutely.
0: There's going to be probably treadmills. Like, so I'm going to have some options. And for me... If I can get, if I get a minimum of three workouts in and in in my seven days that I'm gone, I'm actually going to be really happy. Um, I'm still going to be paying attention to my steps. That's going to be, like, the easiest thing, walking around a massive resort all day long, like, steps, boom. Um, And actually, me and two of the girls now that I know that are going, went got her nails done this morning. And I was talking to the other girl, who I wasn't initially... Like, not my initial friend who asked me to go. And I and I was like, hey, are you planning to work out? And she's like, actually, yeah, I am. Are you guys? And it was this whole big thing. So now everybody's all excited. And we talked about it. We were like, hey, yeah. cool. Like,
1: And she is, like, an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, she, she's a, she...
1: She is a sweet human, but she's scary. Yeah,
0: like, she, she can... She, she can
1: sling some tin with the best of them. Yeah. Shout out Blondo. You did good, buddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So, now it's been established that all three of us have this game plan to work out. I guarantee you Blondo is going to be working out. 100%. So, now we've got gym buddies. So, that is playing into this as well. Like, we've built our little, like, community. Our little fucking gym squad. And I've, I think the biggest part of this is Just acknowledging, like, what realistic expectations are when you are going on a trip. And can you work out, first of all? Like, do you have that ability? Do you have the intention of working out? Because, like I said, there's lots of trips that we go on. We're like, fuck it. It's not going to fit in. Um, Packing gym clothes. I was all pissed off because I have to bring the big suitcase because now I'm taking into account three or four gym outfits plus I need to bring gym shoes like it was so funny I'm like packing my bag the other night starting to load it all up and I'm like fuck this shit Mike's like what is your problem and I like bring out the big old suitcase and he's like what are you doing and I'm like I'm fucking packing for seven days in Mexico he's like you lived out of a carry-on bag for 33 days and I'm like it's different okay it's just it's different (laughs) so that is my game plan for training in mexico i am planning i'm dedicating to getting my steps in three workouts i'll be happy whether that's a run on the treadmill pumping out some weights i don't give a shit as long as i get three workouts in um i created some accountability with me i now have not one person but three people who are going to be like yo you go to the gym this morning um it's funny like me and Wando's better half were sitting there talking and we were like what's your like ideal like Mexico day look like and I'm like honestly if I can get up go to the gym pump out a workout whatever that looks like go and eat breakfast hit the beach read a book then get hammered in the afternoon go to bed early enough that I can get up and go to the gym the next day like and she's like perfect she's like that's exactly how I want to do it I'm like great like so now like and it sounds like just Just small talk and you're just shooting the shit. But, like, for me, like, I'm actually, like, figuring out how I can fit in all the things that I want to do, as in lay on the beach all day and read a book, but also stay accountable to myself and not just turn this into a total free-for-all. Yep. That's what I got.
1: She is, like, fucking (laughs) eyes pinned, ready to just... Fucking let me rip this apart.
0: I'm like, defense mode, defense mode, defense yeah, mode. Yeah,
1: She's like, I'm ready. She's bracing. And I 100% agree with your game plan. But, but I'm going to kind of flip this around a little bit. If you have that accountability, if you have the gym buddy, someone who's going to accompany you, someone who's going to push you and be that kind of like pillar of support, that is fantastic. I 100% um, I'm all. I'm here for it. That being said, too. If you know, and this is not you, not you in particular, but people listening out there, if you're going on vacation, go on vacation. Yeah, absolutely. En- enjoy that time, right? If we are, if we are so set into, like the gym culture and like that rise and grind mentality, that all or nothing mentality, right? Then what is the point in going and vacation? You don't go to vacation just to stare at your phone and look at your work schedule. And if you guys can't fit your workout schedule in there, it's not the end of the world. It's great when you have the tools and the people there to help push you to... It's something that you're going to enjoy. It's something that you are going to absolutely lavish in but if it's something you're dreading then just enjoy your vacation and that is my little <laughs> nugget of wisdom there
0: and i wholeheartedly agree with that i really yeah. really really do like i am working out on vacation because i want to yeah i want to do that exactly that I, it's, it's a want it's exactly. not a need exactly. and i think you're so right in For me, like, asking my friend, like, are you planning to work out on vacation? Really also was the start of the conversation for myself of, do I want to work out on vacation? Because I think that's important to establish. Like, if you have zero desire to do it, don't fucking do it. If you are going to de-stress and the thought of working out is going to just cause you all this extra stress, don't fucking do it. We've talked about this before. A workout is stress. Stress on top of stress makes you fucking lose your shit. Yeah. So I, I agree. And, Absolutely. And, that, and that's
1: the thing, right? Like it is it is, it is a big difference between wanting to work out and being like I can integrate this into my vacation and have fun and enjoy my time and enjoy, you know, that, that warm, humid air, enjoying a workout like close to the beach. And there's a difference in I need to work out because like if I take this week off, like all my progress is going to go to shit. No. No we've established once before, right? For people who are avid listeners, we've established once before you legitimately only need one, one good hard workout a year to maintain your gains, to maintain all that progress that you've, that you've made. You need one good workout a year. So if you take a week off from the gym to go on vacation, Hey, enjoy it. Love it. Have a good time. But if you are going on vacation and saying I want to work out because it'll make me feel good. It'll it'll help make this vacation that much better. 100% agree. Now, when it comes to training during vacation, uh if you have the resources available and you want to do you want to continue on your plan to do a do a good solid workout like as was programmed, fill your boots.
0: This is an important thing too because If you set your heart on following your plan and then wherever you show up, like, real, I have zero anticipation of there being a deadlift platform or a squat rack there. So this goes back into, like, being realistic with yourself. Like, is it realistic that I am actually going to be able to do this? Yep.
1: Um, And I don't want to say don't go out of your way, but, like, if you don't, if you really don't have to or if it's going to cause you more stress to go out of your way to find that that actual gym and not just a resort gym or a hotel gym you don't have to do it but if you do have the resources absolutely continue on your program continue as planned alternatively even if you do a 20 minute like hit session or a set of squats with whatever's available if you just do 20 minutes that is like the I hate I hate talking in absolutes but like that is a good micro-dose of activity to get you going, get your blood flowing, help you feel better, release those endorphins and activate those, like, endocannabinoids. That was a big word.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking about flushing out the hangover.
1: Right. Which, it's conversation, too. Like, if you're getting hammered and working out, guys, it's, it's, it doesn't it doesn't work. This is it, it, do, it does nothing.
0: But if I can, like, be drunk and in bed by 10 and then, like, sleep until 10, and I'm good when I wake up in the morning, then I'm going to go to the gym. If I feel like I got hit by a truck, y'all ain't going right. to get me on
1: But that's <laughs> the thing, though, is, like, yeah, if you feel good, sure, you can crank out a workout, but we have to remember, too, that alcohol inhibits muscle protein synthesis. So is that workout being effective, or is it just making you tired? Mm-hmm. Well, if you have if your your mitochondria is expended like you have no energy stores you're dehydrated as shit you might feel good but we're also buffering those 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 receptors we're buffering those mechanisms those those organisms in your body those cells in your body to help build muscle proteins so while you might feel good you might actually not be doing anything for yourself right another thing you need to consider is that workout actually going to benefit you or is it just going to give you a release? Yeah, it might give you a release. It might make you feel good. But, and guys, we are, we've are we all been there. We've all been to an all-inclusive. Maybe, maybe not. But alcohol is a plenty. We expect to drink. We expect to have a good time. If you are expecting to make serious gains, again, if you're drinking lots, it's probably not going to happen.
0: Yeah, and just in general, too, like, I'm not going to Mexico with the expectation that I'm going to come back 10 pounds lighter and sure. I'll shred it up, like, I think there's so many factors that go into that, like, realistically, just stepping off the plane in Mexico, I'm going to be fucking dehydrated because I sweat like crazy. Yep. Um, my food sources aren't going to be great, the quality of food isn't going to be great. Anybody ever eaten in Mexico or, like, any all inclusive resort, like... Realistically, we're eating hyperpalatable foods, and that's the benchmark there. Like they just want you to eat; they don't give a shit the quality of the food. And they load it
1: with fat and salt, which we know, and sugar, which we know, helps our brain chemistry
0: help it feel good,
1: but it's not necessarily again adding anything to your yeah to your to your body, right? Like other than just really good food.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, I want to work out while I'm in Mexico because honestly, the reason, like. My training schedule has been absolutely chaotic as fuck lately. Like, I, life has been crazy up in this household. And I, I just want to work out with a little bit of purpose because I just, I crave going to the gym lately. And yep. so for me, like, I am anticipating zero PRs. I am anticipating minus one strength, taking in all the factors. I am the worst flyer ever so that stress is going to be there the entire week getting off the plane getting on the plane all of that it's like I just I just I just want to move again yeah and that's that's my expectation of it yeah absolutely and you know what we should have done a little like phone a friend here and brought in Blondo because I didn't actually ask him what his training game plan is and like he is about to hit um Competing season yeah. for all of his races and stuff like that. So I might have to get back to you guys on like what Blondo's game plan is here, considering he is still training as an athlete. I don't yeah. know if he's going to take the week off or if he's going to be training with a purpose. I'm sure I'll see him on the treadmill.
1: And that's another thing too, right? Like if you are expecting, if you are expecting um, a, a a competition, or you're stepping, you're hoping to step on the platform, and you are committed to this vacation, whether you wanted to or not, some sacrifice has to have to come in it, right? There has to be some sacrifices. At that point, you know, that becomes your job, Mm -hmm. right? You're not necessarily going on vacation just to lounge around and relax. You have to factor in your job. Yeah. Your job role.
0: And even at that point, too, like, we are, we live in a time now where there's so much knowledge behind training. Like, you... I think most athletes would factor in all of these things of, of being on vacation, knowing that their workouts aren't going to be A1. Um, they might not be able to train with the things they want to train with. So does this become a maintenance week? Does this become a deload week? Does this become... Maybe you factor in a complete write-off. Like, maybe, like dep- like, depending on what they're training for and who their coach is, they might just say actually this like de-stressing is going to do you good and real like the expectation is you simply do 30 minutes of low impact cardio every day just to keep things going. Like you can factor all of these things in. Yep.
1: Yep. So there's, there's just to kind of condense this, there's a couple, there's a few ways I shouldn't say a couple, there's a few ways you could look at this. A you continue on your program with resources available. Check done. B you can microdose your workouts. Just do twenty minutes, right? Whether that is twenty minutes on the treadmill, um, you know, a, du- a hit circuit, a, hit circuit, workout, a dumbbell whatever. circuit, whatever, right? Um, B check done. C you just take the week off. You enjoy your time. Don't worry about. Don't stress about it. Your gains will be there once you come back mm-hmm. to homeland. Done check. Um, D if you want to get some activity in and still have fun on vacation plan to go on walks plan to do a walk on the beach plan to swim in the ocean or in the pool do some laps whatever right integrate integrate those 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 key moments of activity in throughout your day without feeling like you're sacrificing your
0: whole vacation absolutely so, i think especially on a like all inclusive resort like the opportunities for activity is Actually, endless. Like, absolutely, they have so many different activities available to you. Like, I, I actually was trying to look at this and I forgot because I got ADHD. But like, I wanted to see like, is there yoga in the mornings? Yeah. Beach volleyball, you can do that. Play frisbee, throw a football. And
1: most all-inclusive resorts will
0: have those those options. Yeah, like there's tons. Like, and I I think most places in the world have a lot of these available to you when it comes to like these all-inclusive resorts. If you're just on any old vacation and you are trying to figure out what to do like be creative you can go for a bike tour yep you can go and have a walk around the town you can depending on where you are like scheduling a hike at like wherever like there's so many different things and we've talked about this before too like activity doesn't have to just be a hard hour-long slam and weights like yeah. there's so many other ways to incorporate activity,
1: and we've talked about it a number of times on this podcast, right? Like the different ways you can incorporate activity in throughout your day.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So shit, you're in Mexico, go dancing, shit.
0: Oh, <laughs> you you know that my favorite thing to do is bust down at a wedding. Like, I you you've seen me, you yeah. know it's like. But is- you
1: just can't expect some Mexicanos to like fucking break out into Cadillac Ranch. I'm just bursting your bubble there.
0: (laughs) I don't need a Cadillac Ranch for it to be a successful wedding, okay? Like, seriously, one of my favorite things is, like, that, like, post-wedding when, the grandparents have left and it's just the hoodlums that are left over. Like, that is my favorite. Yeah. So.
1: But with that said, guys, remember, if you guys... I hate to sound like a dad here, but remember, if you guys are going to be drinking lots, safety first. Like, if you guys are going to be expecting to, to drink, right? Safety first. Don't show up hungover expecting to work out. work out that hangover. Probably going to make you feel worse.
0: Don't squat after drinking a case of fucking beer. And don't put the safety clips on. First, just don't do it. Don't go to the gym if you're hammered. Secondly, don't yeah. do it.
1: Yeah, and... <laughs> If you're expecting to make serious gains, I hate to break it to you, but if you're drinking lots, it's not gonna happen. Like if you're expecting to 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 keep some serious gains while you're on vacation, it's probably not gonna happen. A, just the timeline is just not there. If you're out, if you're if you're vacationing for a week and you're expecting to hit the gym three days a week, it's probably not gonna make a whole lot of gains in the long run. Also, if you're drinking, again, muscle protein synthesis is buffered, so you're probably not gonna get what you're expecting out of it. If you're doing it to help you feel good, just to give you some activity give you a bit of a release to enjoy your day. I am a 100% here for it, guys. Like, oh, my heart's out to you. Congratulations, you did good. And for the athletes out there who are expecting to compete, you know, post-vacation, recognize that there might have to be some sacrifices too. It could Because an athlete's training schedule is pretty strict, and their diet regimen is pretty strict. Taking that week off... Yeah, you could factor it in. You can, you can absolutely factor it in, but expect to have maybe not massive regressions, but some regressions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think unless
1: you're willing to commit and go full bore while you're on vacation, hell, and that's a
0: conversation to have with your coach. Absolutely. Like if you are, if you are set to compete, whether you're coaching yourself or you have a coach, like these are factors to take into account. And even with us, like when we have clients that are like, "Hey, I'm going on vacation." Um, what's the game plan? We, we talk about all of these things that we talked about, like, well, what is your expectation for what your vacation is going to look like? Do you want to work out on your vacation? Do you understand that the quality of your food isn't going to be great? You're going to be bloated as fuck because sodium is going to be through the roof. That's how we got that hyper palatable food. Um, alcohol is going to play in depending on how you do with alcohol. You might look lean as shit in the morning, but you're going to be a bloated whale by the afternoon, yeah. especially if you're not drinking a shit ton of water. Hello, back to drinking the water. Drink your fucking water. I'm taking a water container with me. Not a good one because I don't want to lose it so I haven't figured it out yet, but like it's on my to-do list. It's like, or on my packing list is yeah. bringing a water jug. Um, all of these things play into it, yeah. and just, I think the biggest point of all of this is, like, having realistic expectations of yeah. your trip all around when it comes to, like, your eating, you, you have to have real realistic understanding of what is going to be available to you wherever you're going, yeah. whether that be an all-inclusive resort, or staying in an Airbnb, or staying in hotels, like, having a general idea of what is going to be available to you, and what... Like, are you going to be able to cook any of your food at all? Or are you going to be eating out the whole time? Mm-hmm. Like, all of these things start to come into play. And when it comes to your training, like, yeah, there's so many, th- Like, it, it goes back to the planning. And we, yeah. again, have talked about this before. Planning is where all of this starts. And when it comes to specifically the vacation and traveling part of it, like, simply establishing, do I plan to train? Do I not plan to train? Is step one. Yeah. And there is no judgment either way.
1: No, not at all. Like
0: If you're traveling for six months, then it becomes a little bit of a different conversation.
1: 100%.
0: Not saying that you have to work out in those six months if you don't want to, but if you are planning to be gone for six months and you do want to have some training, great. Then like things start to change all over again, but just being realistic about what's happening here.
1: So my recommendations would be A, pre-vacation, try to stay on top of your program, try not to miss anything. Stay on top of your nutrition. Check off all those boxes. Hit it hard. Be dedicated. You guys have already been dedicated long enough. That one to two weeks, one month, whatever it looks like, stay committed. Get on track. Stay on track. Vacation time, plan Plan ahead. You know, Are you going to be accountable to your workouts? If you flip-flop in your mind and, and there's no feasible way it's going to work out, don't sweat it. Don't sweat the small stuff. Do not stress yourself out for the sake of a workout that may or may not happen. You'll be okay. If you guys do get a workout in or three, great, fantastic. But plan, like, plan for things to change, right? Give it a shot. If it's not working out, then just enjoy your vacation. And then finally, once you come back, get back on track. Mm-hmm. As soon as you can, get back on track.
0: And understand, too, like, there's going to be some shifts when you do get back. 100%. Like, traveling is hard on the body to begin with. Oh. And I have a panic attack and cry every time, so that doesn't help. But for normal people who can get on a plane without wanting to cry, um, traveling is hard on the body. If your time zones are changing, your sleep is going to be all out of whack. Um, getting back to eating good quality foods, that can, like, if you haven't had high quality protein for however long, and you come home and you start slamming the chicken breast, y'all, your farts. They're going to be real. Like, if you, and if you're not farting, we got to talk about your protein intake. Um, you're Pla- be-
1: Plan to eat a lot of fiber when you get back.
0: A lot of fiber? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, like, realistically, the vegetable situation at a lot of these places isn't great. Like, it's nobody... When you look at a buffet, pretty much anywhere, whether you're in the city or you're elsewhere, like... Sure, there's vegetables, but, like, you don't go straight to them because there's a giant pan of bacon next to it. So, yeah. like, duh. Um, your sodium intake is going to be high during your trip and then coming home. Like, you're going to flush all that out. So you got to give yourself a few days to, like, level back out. It's fine. We'll, we'll level back out, but jump back into it. Get back to your routine. Continue your routine. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. So that's all I got.
1: That's all I got. It seems like a shorter episode in my mind, but there was a lot of information there. Um, yeah, intuitive eating is pretty difficult, guys. Uh, social media makes it seem like it is super simple. You'll find out, especially if you if you are just starting out, you'll find out how difficult intuitive eating can actually be. Um, and that's not to stray people away from it. Intuitive eating can be a great tool, especially when you're... you're Your schedules are chaos or your life is chaos it can be an incredible tool but it can be quite difficult master the basics first working out on or around vacation i would say put more emphasis before and after your vacation and then kind of yeah make a loose plan in the middle there while you're on vacation because things can and generally do change um and if you guys have any questions let us know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Let us know. If something didn't make sense about this podcast, absolutely let us know.
0: That's all I got. I think we covered a lot. Like, we pumped through a lot of information. So, yeah. I will be on the beach when this episode launches, and feel free to check in on me. First of all, make sure I'm still breathing, because we all know Kat can drink. She doesn't handle a hangover well.
1: Oh, whoa, whoa. Cat thinks she can drink. She's a bit of a lightweight now. <laughs> It's true,
0: actually. (laughs) (laughs) I can't drink like I used to drink. Like, damn. Oh, anyways. um, But yeah, check in on me. Hold me accountable. If I'm not posting my workouts, shout out. Shout me out. Let's see. Let's see if I can... I I do think three days in seven is... It'll... I mean, there's no reason why I can't. But that being said, too, if I get there and I suddenly have zero desire to work out, well, then that is what it is, too. So the game plan is the plan right now absolutely
1: perfect well we hope you guys enjoy this episode we will catch you guys in the next uh next one We're i'm not sure what we're going to be talking about but there's quite a few ideas bouncing in our head and we can't wait to get it out to you guys so with that said this is mike and cat and we'll catch you guys in the next episode